Yo, yo, I'm your host, Michael Chapman, a.k.a. Mikey Real, and I'm with my co-host, Leanne Jones, and this is the Get Down With District 5 podcast. Podcast. This podcast brings attention to any and all politics, listens to the voices of the people, and it highlights my co-host, Leanne Jones' platform as she runs for city councilwoman in District 5. In District 5. How you doing, Leanne? I'm good. Mikey, how you? Man, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. You know, we had a tough week last week. And now, but we made it through and we're here now, so. Absolutely. But to dive in and talk about last week, because you know I like to dive right on in it. Let's we talk about it. greeted each other, seen each other. Uh, last week, Chattanooga District 5, at that, mm-hmm. there was an incident between the U.S. Marshals and someone we both know personally, Martell Smith. Mm-hmm. Martell supposed to have fit the description of a wanted fugitive, but later the U.S. Marshals found out after tasering him that he was the wrong guy. Wrong, they had the wrong person. Here's the U.S. Marshals statement that they released shortly after the incident. Okay. The U.S. Marshals Service is aware of the use of force in the incident that happened on September 3rd in Chattanooga, Tennessee, whereas less than lethal munition, or munition, or munition mm-hmm. so less than lethal munition, meaning they didn't use a gun, it was a taser, mm-hmm. not ammunition, but less than lethal munition, mm. a taser was deployed on a citizen. The U.S. Marshals Fugitive Task Force was trying to locate a dangerous, wanted fugitive at the time of the incident. The citizen fit the description of the fugitive, so task force members initiated a car stop. Hmm. While removing the person from the vehicle, a brief struggle ensued and officers deployed a taser to bring the person safely under control. Regretfully, the citizen was not the wanted fugitive. Deputy U.F. Marshals immediately rendered aid and notified local emergency medical staff. The citizen appeared to be unharmed. The U.S. Marshal Services take all injuries potentially arising from use of force very seriously. This unfortunate incident is currently being investigated. How do you personally feel about this situation? There are a lot of things I want to discuss. Um, Let's go ahead. In regards to this incident. Okay. Uh, number one, mm-hmm. I understand that it was not the Chattanooga Police Department. Uh, the, the police department and U.S. Marshals operate under two totally different separate sets of laws or instructions or they have separate job descriptions or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I understand that the U.S. Marshals are a federal entity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but if need be, uh, in regards to them finding um, someone that's on a wanted list or anything of the sort, they have to uh, correlate with the local police department. I understand that in some instances. Um, the first question I have is, 
we don't know what happened mm -hmm. um but we see enough right what took place before the video started right um did did anyone ask for his identification um did anyone check to make sure this was the right individual mm -hmm. um i'm no expert when it comes to how the u.s marshals are supposed to do their job Long i don't more. know right <laughs> I, I i don't yeah. I, I can honestly tell you i do not know um but common sense would kind of allude to making sure for one this is the right person um <laughs> it's like if let's just say you're sitting at a gas station mm -hmm. and you're with your family getting gas you might have just got off work and you're preparing to go home and preparing to go to bed and you see five marshals running up to your car right mm -hmm. either one or two things are going to happen either you're going to try to leave or you're going to sit and be like i wonder what's going on right exactly um in my opinion i believe that if that had been the right person they were looking for mm -hmm. there would have been some type of evasion from him he would have tried to escape the situation um martel did not do that from mm -hmm. my understanding right mm -hmm. um number two why did it get to the tasing part right uh, these are questions that if I could sit down and talk to, you know, U.S. Marshals and their superiors and how they do their job or whatnot, if I could talk to these people, these are some questions that I would ask them. Um, how did it end up getting to the tasing? Uh, did Martell say something out of the way? Mm -hmm. Even if you feel like that's not a factor, it very well could be a factor, exactly. right? Uh, I try to do my best to be unbiased in looking at situations like these because sometimes people of a different culture will be so quick to say, oh, why are you trying to make it a race thing or whatever? Mm -hmm. But the fact is, regardless if it was a white man, a Hispanic man, an Asian man, a black man, a transsexual, a homosexual, wrong is wrong. wrong. Yep. And what makes it even the more is that this just so just so happened to have been a black man, and I'm I'm African American, mm -hmm. right? So the more I see this, the more it hurts. So how did it end up being tased? Um, are you not paying attention to the surroundings? I saw two of the marshals mm -hmm. with their AK-47s just like this mm -hmm. while he was on the ground being detained and there were from my count at least a total of five children in on the premise within 15 feet of that incident so you got your ak-47s out seeing that these children are here are we not and gas pumps and gas pumps and, and gas pumps so, yeah and it, what bothers me most about it is the fact that... I gotta, I gotta eat some ice. I'm sorry, y'all. It's, it's too much. What really bothers me the most, and, I, and I'm uh, glad I'm able to smile today, right now, uh, and I'm fortunate to be able to smile, but what really bothers me about the incident is 
they said that he fit the description. And I know y'all are watching me and see me. I'm sure I fit the description. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't know if the guy was in it bigger, Martel a little bigger than me, but either way it go, he black. With dreads. With dreads. Only thing that could might distinguish me from another dude is weight and, and facial hair. And, and maybe the glasses. Right. And I don't even have these on all the time, so I, I fit the description. Exactly. And, and I don't feel like that's a, a, a good enough excuse or reason to approach someone that you feel is a fugitive. If you, if, I feel like it should have been something more in place since uh their vetting process should have been a little bit more in depth yeah you know would it not be in their jurisdiction or nothing like that mm -hmm. i feel like it should have been a well thought out process to apprehend somebody that you know I mean, you just don't know obviously you ain't got that much intelligence about oh if you gosh. if he just fits the description <laughs> so but and and this, and this is one part of their release statement that bothers me to my core mm -hmm. um it's and i'm paraphrasing it said um the individual appeared to be unharmed yeah um there are a lot of injuries that we as individuals can acquire over the span of our life mm -hmm. that cannot physically be seen um i'm sure that he is going to or he is traumatized by this experience oh, yeah. um me and mikey know him from high school on a personal level over 10 years ago mm -hmm. uh, just by us knowing him he he is never seen to be an individual that would just constantly want to go get in trouble mm -hmm. right so if he's lived his life and i've seen people comment and say oh he's a real funny guy he's cool to be around i love him dearly you know if he's lived his life staying far away from trouble as possible and then he's approached because someone else stated that he fit the description of someone that lived a life of trouble imagine what that is possibly doing to him mentally mm -hmm. um imagine what that's doing to his children so just because there is no physical harm to him yes, you cannot walk away from the situation and say he appears to be unharmed. unharmed you know how are you going to reconcile this mistake and it's it's getting to the point now to where we understand and we know that racism is a thing. Mm -hmm. Racism is alive and well. Racism ain't went nowhere, right? Um, but when when mistakes like this are being made, is there not any type of reconciliation for the mistake? We understand racism is here. My prayer is that racism, go, racism goes away. Mm -hmm. But until people are willing to have a change of heart, racism will always be in existence. That doesn't give anybody a pass, but it's we have to learn how to accept and understand that it's gonna be here, but not accept the byproduct of it, right? Exactly. So my question is, what is going to be the, what, what, what does reconciliation 
of these mistakes look like mm -hmm. and oftentimes more than should be these mistakes lead to much more tragic events mm -hmm. we have people that are currently bodies that are countless of bodies that are in graveyards because of simple mistakes like this I'm forever and eternally grateful that that it didn't escalate to that level mm -hmm. There's always a what if, right? Yeah. So what are what are what what are the U.S. Marshals actively doing to reconcile this mistake? What are police forces and sheriffs' offices doing to reconcile these mistakes? Mm -hmm. uh, the beginning is a sincere apology. You know, after that, are you willing to? provide mental health services for these people that experience these situations are you willing to provide uh, financial help to the because if they are experiencing panic attacks to a level I don't know what it's like to be traumatized by the police mm -hmm. but I've heard stories and I promise you I wouldn't wish that on my worst enemy right so that's that's crippling them they probably can't go to work these children are probably gonna have a hard time learning in school so how are we gonna reconcile the issue that's the biggest the biggest thing for me and I promise I'm gonna stop talking cuz I'll talk forever I and, just, uh, and, and for me now that you mentioned that him being unharmed or whatever they the citizen appear to I be unharmed <laughs> I was thinking about not only you can see his part of him, the emotional harm that it uh, uh, had an effect on him, but like you said, it was five children right mm -hmm. there. Mm -hmm. And that could have been their first encounter with police. So now my first uh, uh, expression or impression from a police officer is, him doing this to somebody that looked like my yep. daddy or him doing this to somebody that looked like my uncle or whatever the case may be. Yep. So now I have uh, uh, knowledge of anybody that say something bad about the police, it's F-12. It's if the police. It's I don't like the police. I'm scared of right. the police. Or we don't talk to the police. Or mm -hmm. it's everything that's against police because of this one incident that could have been handled. That could have been prevented. Properly. Exactly. And it could have been prevented if it was handled properly. Yeah. So. And we don't. We don't we don't know the full backstory on both sides. Mm -hmm. We don't. You know, um the bottom line is the way that was handled, handled. it was wrong. wrong. It was it was unequivocally wrong. And if people can't see that, we have a big problem. Big problem. And uh, for everybody who's tuned in or just now tuning in, the situation we're talking about is a part of something that's called the Operation Relentless Pursuit. This is a federal initiative that provides financial and logistical resources to enable closer collaboration and communication between federal agencies and their local police or local partners, which do include police department, district attorneys, and sheriffs. Do you think we should allow federal authorities to assist police? Why and why not? I say yes and no. Okay. And here's why. 
because if you if you have not had the opportunity to listen to last week's episode i highly encourage you go and do that Mm -hmm. um but one of the comments that i made in last week's episode is that um we need good police officers because there is real crime Mm -hmm. out there right um and so we need good U.S. Marshals because there are real people in the United States alone that will commit a crime in California and hide out in Massachusetts. Because that crime, the magnitude of that crime was so severe, they run in to save their life right because they don't want to go to jail Mm -hmm. but if you knew what you were doing was wrong why do it but that's a moral issue Mm -hmm. so i say yes and no because yes the u.s marshals may have more information about an individual or about that specific case or about that specific issue with that individual that committed that great crime Mm -hmm. than that local police department um but the u.s marshal would need to uh, correlate with that local police department to pinpoint where they are if you as a human being at this moment do not know that the police can find you when and if they want to they can find you Mm -hmm. um because for one you put all your moves on Facebook so <laughs> they can just log into your Facebook page and see what you're doing but they have ways to knowing where you are some of them may be an invasion of privacy but that's a whole nother topic for a whole nother day <laughs> but uh, to understand that the police department can find can have or do have ways to track you down they do and so I understand how the both of them together would be able to find and prevent this individual from committing much worse crime or much more crime um but no because of incidents like this you know you don't know the what's the word i'm looking for you don't know the nature of the city that you're getting ready to walk into you don't know the nature of the community that you're getting ready to raid mm-hmm. all because you're looking for someone that's on the fbi's most wanted list right mm-hmm. um but the local police department they know they said it mm-hmm. so i understand them wanting to correlate with the local police department to an extent i understand it um just like everything else it just needs to be worked a completely different way because i'm sure that there have been u.s marshals in other cities and in other states that have done this very same thing that happened last week Mm -hmm. but we just didn't hear about it because it hadn't happened here Mm -hmm. until last week Mm -hmm. right so it's just a matter of working through that working through those things so I, I mean, it's two sides to that coin. Yes and no. So to that yes and no, it sounds like the yes is they should correlate and work with the local 
but they shouldn't lead the investigation. They should assist absolutely more not. than lead and let the locals make the arrest. Let, let the mm. lo let the local police. This is and this is my opinion. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, this is my opinion. I believe if you allow the local police department to lead that invest or not the full investigation, but the initial arrest the uh, the processes the, the, the to oh, right yeah. the processes to arresting the individual because i'm sure if the u.s marshals is coming to a city to look for a fugitive they already have some sort of investigation That's, going yeah. on right um but to lead the processes up until arresting an individual i believe that the local police department should be at the forefront uh, with the assistance of the U.S. Marshals um, because the local police department know the city. They know their... Mm -hmm. Even... They know it to an extent. They live here. They can say, oh, well, no, this individual doesn't hang out over here that, that often. Mm -hmm. So he actually hangs out at the gas station on the other side of town. Mm -hmm. So I think that would have possibly prevented um the misconstruing of identities exactly because like we like i just said a minute ago the police know how to find you if they really want to find you really? they know how to tell where you've been where you're going what you're doing all that um so there is a, a big chance that that whole mistake could be missed uh, yeah. yeah, I feel like the federal authorities, if they do step in, should just give us resources. You know what I mean? I know y'all got the, yeah. the the better drones, the better the better intelligence, so to speak. So mm -hmm. it's like, just give us the resources and leave your guys out the way. Right. I know we always see that in the movies, how the, the big brother come in and be like, well, it's my jurisdiction now right. and all this and that. And they be like, right. why y'all going to kick them out of New York when it's New York? Is they, this, this, they New York for real. How the FBI going to come in and take over? my city like that and I, but i feel like they should give the resources more than the manpower yeah because the manpower come in and even with him sitting in a car making a car stop fitting the description how could you totally fit a description sitting down so it's like even the intelligence they had was even what if this man was a paraplegic in that car <laughs> like uh, anything you know what i mean so it was like the approach i felt like yeah uh, and, and i do feel like if that was local personnel at the uh, speedway that day they would have at least had the sense to let me try to get his id or let me do a random stop i'm gonna just do just a traffic stop follow him and, and pull yeah. him over ask him for his id see if it's him and, and then if like it that. is, let them go on and then and that, be like, here you go. You go, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? But the FBI not used to pulling people over, so they didn't think that. They were just thinking, <laughs> I'm going to pull this AR out and get it on you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, oh God, I really feel like it should be a different approach. And I do agree that they should help assist local uh, authorities. But I don't feel like they should lead any investigation, lead any groundwork, yeah. lead any task or anything. I think they should just come in and give us a nice security detail and intel that they got with the intelligence and with the technology and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But um, with that being said, mm -hmm. they always telling us it ain't no money for decent paying jobs. We talked about that last week, the 15, 515. Mm -hmm. uh, no money for schools right now. We're waiting on the HEROES Act to be passed. 
uh, so, so the schools can get more funding. Mm -hmm. They say there's no money for housing for you no know, homeless and other less fortunate people in the United States. But last December, December 18th to be exact, at a press conference, U.S. Attorney General William Barr confirmed that there are always funds for special armed bodies of the state. That was what his words were. Mm. So I did some research mm -hmm. and I noticed that right here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, the city budget, I said a little bit this last week, you go on the website and you can break it down and see where all the city budget dollars are going. Yeah. The Chattanooga city budget is 200 million, well, 258,880,000. That's set for 2021. That's yep. just a little less than that for this year. And out of that budget, 69.22 million goes to police, which is roughly 27% or a third of the city's budget. Mm -hmm. In Albuquerque, out of nearly 1.1 billion in the 2020 budget, over 205 million was spent on 1,000 plus officers in the Albuquerque Police Department. This includes 6 million for new vehicles and 3.7 million in investments in a newly created gun intelligence center. I ain't through. In Milwaukee, the department currently has 1,800 plus officers with an estimated budget of 298.3 million, which is approximately 47% of the entire Milwaukee city's budget. I ain't through. In Detroit, the mayor increased the funding for the Detroit Police Department in the 2020 budget by an additional 10 million, bringing the total to 331 million and 162,000, which is over 30% or a third of 1.1 billion, which is the annual budget in Detroit. My question is, are we giving too much money to public safety? I think so. Um, because there are a lot of things that go into public safety, right? Mm-hmm. Um, if you say you want to invest money into public safety, um, are you investing in programs or are you investing in other technologies or intelligence or unnecessary, uh, position creation? Mm -hmm. Um, when you say public safety, are you making sure that there are sidewalks on a very busy neighborhood slash highway street? Excuse me. Mm -hmm. um, public safety. Are you making sure that there is <clears throat> um, a woman that feels comfortable with calling the police department at an X amount? At, X time of the night mm -hmm. um, but she's afraid because she's a black woman or she's a Latin um, a Latino woman mm -hmm. are you afraid are you are you investing in that what are you doing to decrease the stereotype behind what's going on with the police departments instead of adding so much money back into your services mm -hmm. as far as the police department is concerned um, but not adding money into the actual people 
that make the public mm. right uh that's 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 my opinion i i mean every city runs differently mm -hmm. um every city council does their budget differently i i just yeah i don't give me just like one like kind of in detail example okay. of how those funds can be reallocated after we ensure all police are paid all the salaries of the police mm -hmm. and everything are paid mm -hmm. what's one example in detail of how these funds can be reallocated so let's see Okay. It can be small. It ain't got to be major. Here, here's something. Um, if let's just say, and I'm only using hypothetical numbers here. Um, if you look at any particular, as a budget should, there should be a line for every portion of how you're spending the money in its totality. Um. <clears throat> If you have allocated money to the police department, let's just say uh, $500,000 for the police department. We know that's not true, but I'm just using it as an example. Mm -hmm. um, and underneath the police department, you have salaries, you have uniforms, you have technologies, you have intelligences, you have public safety. <clears throat> Excuse me, y'all. You have um, neighborhood watch you have all of these separate things. What if you were to go to technologies or intelligences mm -hmm. and look at the equipment that you're purchasing? Look at that equipment. Do a day, do collect data on the equipment that you've been using. What has been the numbers surrounding that? Has there been an increase or decrease in the crimes in one particular neighborhood that has utilized these technologies or these intelligences within the past 10 years that you have been utilizing them? If there has been an increase, then that's letting you know that the technologies that you're using are not helping you get to the root of the problem. Mm -hmm. So are you putting your money to good use? If not, Take that $50,000 that is using for information, I mean, use it for technology and intelligences, put that into a program in that very same community on Taekwondo classes for 18 and under, teaching them how to self-defend themselves, how to defend themselves in the event that they run into somebody that's trying to rob them. Every child does not know how to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. Even some adults don't know how to stand up for themselves. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that's one, one small example as to how the funds can be reallocated. We have to first look at the budget from top to bottom. Look and see, is it improving? Is it staying the same? Or is it getting worse? Mm -hmm. if, it's, if, if anything is getting worse, you need to rethink that whole thing from top to bottom. That's just my opinion of it. Because as, as working in data and dealing with how um, a program or a process should work, if you've implemented something and it's not working at all, 
or if it's getting worse, you need to re go go think that again. Maybe you don't need to invest so much money in technologies or <coughs> intelligences. Mm -hmm. You should invest in the people more. Mm. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So I got ten things okay. so we can move on from the police brutality and police uh, engagements. Okay. I got ten things I want to name. Some of them people. Some of them places. Some of them are just words. Okay. I want you to tell me the first thing that comes to mind. It don't have to be a short answer, it don't have to be a long answer, just however it comes to mind, however you can graph the statement behind the word I say. First word is church. That would be your first word. Church. Oh my lord. And you said it doesn't have to be one word? No, it don't have to be one word. It can be short answer, long answer, uh, however you, whatever comes to mind when I say the word church. Uh -oh. Church. He, see, he said church and the camera got happy, y'all. Yeah, got happy. <laughs> no, but church um, has been has become too reliant on money instead of really relying on Jesus for who he is. Mm -hmm. And it's been... Um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's been industrialized but there's no focus on a relationship with Christ I agree I agree Donald Trump <laughs> my mama told me you ain't got nothing. Growing up. Oh, you got nothing to say, don't say it at all. I don't have anything nice to say to refrain from making any statements. Um, but what I will say is that he is number 46 minus one. Um, yeah, that's, that's about it. Black lives matter. Black lives do matter. Um, and because I say Black Lives Matter, that does not mean I financially or uh, physically, emotionally support the organization behind the words Black Lives Matter. Mm -hmm. um, but I agree with the fact that Black Lives Matter because my life matters. Um, until Black Lives Matter, all lives won't matter. I agree. Black Lives Matter. They do. Barack Obama. That's my president, y'all. That's my president. Number 44. That's my president. No, but he is the epitome of grace, of courage, of wisdom, charisma. Uh, he is one of the nation's best presidents to ever serve in the office um regardless if i agree with a lot of his policies that he did uh which a lot of them he were he was not able to do because senate was blocking his move every time he tried to move um but i appreciate him for being who he was regardless of how people treated him mm -hmm. that's barack obama yeah and to add to that oh camera got happy again see? and to add see? to that 
Say, Lord, I'll in here. Barack Obama's spirit and everything. You know what I mean? Just... <laughs> to add to Barack Obama's resume of a great man, because everybody do give him a lot of slack now that he's out of office, but he was the best man on paper both elections. He it, was. He was the best man. I, I don't want to look at nobody else's politics. Him <laughs> and his wife. And his wife. They was the best couple on paper. On paper. So... And we We're got not the even best. talking about morally, but morally, on, paper. on paper, he was just the best person. Just, just look at. Next thing. Don't get me started. Joe yeah. Biden. Joe, Uncle Joe, Uncle Joe. Uh, when you say Joe Biden, it reminds me of the fact that everyone has a past, but everyone has the very same opportunity to change. Everyone deserves a second chance and everyone uh, should be willing to accept if a person has changed. There are a lot of things a lot of people do that we don't agree with. Mm -hmm. You may be upset with the fact that Joe Biden um, worked on or was a part of or maybe even single-handedly wrote some legislation years before you were even born mm -hmm. but you living in a house with a man that cheat on you every single every week <laughs> but you can't forget his man i digress y'all but um uh, joe biden that's what comes to my mind is, is redemption yeah. yes yes chattanooga district five my And if the Lord should so see fit, come March 2nd, I most certainly would be honored to serve as your councilwoman. Um, I am excited about some of the ideas and the plans that I am coming up with with a group of people to incorporate this district and to incorporate the people of this district to make this district better than what it is it's always been a good this is district five has been the place i have lived since i was born um and so all we can do is work to make it better and i know that the people in district five um are willing to do that and i'm willing to work hand in hand side by side foot to the pavement right with yours district five district five 2020 2020 has been one of the most trying years ever. Um, 2020 has given us the realization that you should always see what something is worth. Mm. Um, whenever you look at something, you see it exactly how it is in front of you or to the side of you or behind you. Um, that's what 2020 has, has caused me to realize, is that you what you see is what you get. 2020, we all came on December 31st, 2019. We were like, 2020 gonna be the best year of our lives. Let's go 2020, it's a new decade, yada, yada. Now we got something that we had no idea we were preparing for, or no idea that we knew was coming our way. Mm -hmm. So 2020 has caused me to realize that I need to pay attention to what's in front of me and look at it for what it is. I love that. I love that. Voting. 
Hmm? Voting. Voting? Yeah. Voting is a right. Voting is your duty. Voting is your responsibility. Voting is something that people have shed their blood for, for you to have the right to do. Voting is a constitutional right. I don't care who you are. If you are a citizen of the United States, they have been doing things to uh, decrease the chances and decrease the um, option for people to act out that right. But voting is your right. Mm -hmm. Voting is important. Don't let anybody take that away from you and don't let anybody tell you that your vote does not count because it does the same way your pennies the same way a hundred pennies add up to be a dollar is the very same way your vote can help elect me or whomever you may vote for into office voting matters it matters next word equality e equality just means being equal having the same or the same chances to do something as someone else treat me the way that you would want to be treated also you should be willing to give me or not give me allow me mm -hmm. the same uh, opportunity to show you if I'm you know interested in doing one thing or another exactly um but uh, just don't don't take away my choice to make a decision in anything mm -hmm. um my mom had always said to me um when i was younger always make sure you include somebody give somebody the opportunity to tell you no Yes, give somebody that opportunity. But if you don't give me that opportunity, then are you are you looking at me as though I, I matter? Am I um, being treated equally to anybody else that you're involved with or you have a relationship with? Mm -hmm. That's what equality is to me. Okay, last word, but definitely not the least word, Beyonce. Beehive, please don't kill me. Beehive, please don't kill me. Um, Beyonce is an amazing entertainer. <clears throat> Beyonce is an amazing businesswoman. Beyonce is an amazing wife, mother, daughter, and sister. That's who she is. Um, vocally, she is not the best. Um, I prefer her entertainment over her vocal ability, but that's just my opinion. That's just me. Um, yeah. Beyonce is Beyonce. Yep. Beyonce is Beyonce. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I like to end it with the two quotes. And uh, today I got the quote from Miss Erica Badu. Really was just a statement, but mm -hmm. I'm quoting her, so it's a quote. Erica Badu said that there is a philosophy that there are 85% followers, 15% leaders and or creators, and 5% observers. 
85, 85% followers, 15% leaders, and 5% observers. Mm -hmm. How do you feel about that statement, quote, or what's been said? I would not, I would not say 5% observers. Mm -hmm. I would say 5% uh, I would say 5% do nothings right mm. because if you're observing something at some point or another you're gonna learn from it and when you learn from something you're more so likely following whatever you're learning mm -hmm. right Mm -hmm. Um, so, and if you're a leader, you are giving something to someone to learn or to follow. Mm -hmm. So 5% observers, I don't agree with that term, but 5%, there are 5% in the world, 5% of people that just won't do nothing. Um, regardless of what that is. I mean, there are just some people that just won't do, do nothing. nothing. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe that there may be a bigger percentage of people that won't do anything, mm -hmm. but not bigger than the percentage of leaders. So like I, I would say there's like 82% uh, percent of followers, mm -hmm. then 15% leaders, and then five, six, seven, 8% you know of people that won't do anything but overall i agree with that quote i really do yeah i, I agree with it too i feel like that uh everybody or most majority of everybody is a follower to some to extent. some extent right you know what i mean because even when uh you go down and hear her talk about it, i picked that out of the quote she even talked about how all of us follow our heart we do you know what i mean so the majority do follow something right and then also uh as a leader mm -hmm. and leading things i noticed that it is a small sum of us that just lead you know what i mean because they, there's they know leadership how to lead. <laughs> there's leadership in in several different capacities mm -hmm. you um can be a leader in your parental role yeah because you are teaching your children mm -hmm. they are following your example you can be a leader in church mm -hmm. um, regardless if whatever um, title you have you could be a Sunday school teacher you are teaching your class the the books of the Bible they are learning from you they are following your example so it doesn't really just um boil down to a follower and a leader, leader. Mm -hmm. but i believe it um it kind of boils down to and i just had it and i lost it y'all pray my strength in the lord wait a minute um it boils down it, it doesn't boil down to followers or leaders but it boils down to um conforming and not conforming okay. right i got you um i hope that makes sense mm -hmm. yeah and yeah so like i said I, I agree with that too that you know the in, in every follower or every leader was a follower yeah so you know what because i mean because they it, had to learn how, how to, to be a leader so i can see what you mean you got yeah. to learn how to conform and not conform and everything right. like that right and then people i feel like who just the observers i feel like some of them they know a lot because they observe mm -hmm. and they ain't doing nothing mm -hmm. 
but I feel like what you know and you're not applying it for. Mm -hmm. Like, why you want to know all that, mm -hmm. but you don't do you nothing to apply it? Yeah. Or you don't do nothing to make nobody aware of what you know. Yep. You know what I mean? So I That's feel like. That's why I said I think that should be named Do Nothing. Do Nothing. Because <laughs> if you know all this and you choose not to do it, just watch everything crumble. You're just doing it. <laughs> You're not doing it. Right. Next quote it says, Leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. Tom Peters said that. He's yep. an American writer. Uh, how you feel about that? Leaders create more leaders. Well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. Talk to me. Wait a minute. Um. <laughs> uh, I found that quote interesting too. Okay, repeat that one more time for me. Leaders don't create followers, they create more leaders. Okay. Um. The first time you read this to me, I was about to say, yeah, yeah, you're right. But no, after I think about it, there are a lot of things that come into play with this. Mm -hmm. um, not all leaders are good leaders. Um, not all leaders know how to lead properly. Um, a good leader teaches their followers how to be good leaders. Um, Every good leader that has followers is not going to make every last one of their followers a leader because every follower is not meant to be a leader. Some, some followers don't have the full capacity to be leaders, mm -hmm. right? Um, I Do I think being a leader is something that can be taught? I think learning how to be a good leader can be um, tweaked. I think it can be um, enhanced, but I believe being a leader is a natural born gift that people are born with. Um, there are some people that may not be born with the skill set to be a leader, but over time they're taught, they're you know, trained in certain areas, and so over time they do become great leaders. I, I get that, but I believe there are some people who are just natural born leaders. They lead just that's a part of their personality. Um, but no, I don't think a leader makes all of their followers leaders. I don't believe that. Um, I do believe that good leaders can teach their followers how to be good leaders and only some of those followers will then in return become good leaders yeah i agree with that too when i first seen the quote i was i, I had well, i really seen this years ago yeah and uh recently since <laughs> donald trump been in office <laughs> and that quote stuck out to me again because <laughs> i was like okay because everybody you know especially in the church they think everything is uh, under God's rule and it's ordained all the people that's in the office is ordained by God and, and under rule everything so it's like I'm gonna make a I'm gonna make a statement <laughs> on that and I hope I'm not crucified by um by by my fellow 
evangelical Christian brothers. I hope I'm not. <laughs> not even them. Uh, they, I think they'll love what I'm about to say, oh. but I hope I'm not crucified by people who don't like him. Okay. Mm, gotcha. um, and I'm saying this because I, for one, don't truly care for him. I have to love everybody because that's what I was commissioned to do. Mm -hmm. I don't agree with a lot of things that he does. A lot of stuff he does is mm -hmm. divisive. Very divisive. Um, do I feel as though 46 minus 1 was appointed and ordained to become 46 minus 1? Mm -hmm. Yes, I do. Here's why. How do you know there's a problem if nothing ever happens for you to address the, the problem? problem. How do you know that there is an issue mm -hmm. if there is not, prime example, how do you know there's a bug or a virus on your computer if you do not continuously get the McAfee notifications that pop up in the right hand bottom corner of mm -hmm. your computer telling you something's wrong, uh, something's yep. wrong, right? Update, update. Uh, update, update, time for please install, whatever mm -hmm. the case may be. Um, but because you get these notifications, it's letting you know that there's an issue. Donald Trump a notification. He is a whole <laughs> notification. You hear me? I uh, agree with that. The I entire four years that he has, has lived in the White House, he has been a notification. Every single time he opens his mouth to address an issue, that's a notification to you saying something ain't right mm -hmm. you know so do i believe that he was appointed and anointed for the time he served now i do i do not believe that he is someone that is sent sent directly strictly from god by god, god. to work on the behalf mm -hmm. of god exactly. right there were kings in the Old Testament that were anointed and appointed to lead, but they were some of the worst kings to yep. ever reign because there was an issue in, in the land of Israel, right? Mm -hmm. And so because there was an issue in Israel, they had turned so far away from God. Because this king was reigned, God then said, okay, now, did you get the notification? You understand? Same thing here. All okay, right. So we got that notification. <laughs> And but he, he made us, well, he made me think about that quote and uh, made me distinguish leaders. That, you know what I mean? You really do that word, good and bad. One of those words, good and bad, are very distinguished words. Mm -hmm. So all leaders aren't leaders. All leaders are some bad. I mean, some leaders are bad, some leaders are good. But they not just a leader in the sense of, like you said, sent by God and operating in the natural form mm -hmm. of needing to lead a people. Mm -hmm. And he was the living proof of that quote to not be true. <laughs> he, I want, if you don't take away <clears throat> nothing from this episode today, please take away this. The 46 minus one is a whole notification. All right.
That's a sermon for one of y'all ministers out there. Matter of fact, no. Matter of fact, no. Don't, don't, don't steal my, don't steal my oh, message. Oh, well, that's her message. My fault. I'm, I'm gonna preach this next week, so my fault. tune in. Nah, no, just play. <laughs> We I might, would preach it one, yeah. one Sunday. We're gonna we gonna have a, a Bible study, something off the records from the the podcast sure show, will. and we're gonna get to y'all the the real way, the the young millennial way, and everything how and we y'all, do. Y'all y'all for I mean? sure can tune in to the Young Ministers Network because that's exactly what we do. We try our best to give the word of God to you in a way that you understand it, not the gospel that has been passed down from generation to generation that has been watered down this untruth we want to give it to you straight and tell you what the truth is right all right i'm off my soapbox <laughs> <laughs> all right well that's really all i got for y'all today that's all i got for you anyways leanne that's it, 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 yeah, that's it for today that's all that's, that's cool it you know me. i mean I, I was very it, uh moved by what happened to Martell last week, so yeah. all my thought process went to that. Everybody, and, please, and, and before everything. before the end of this night, just lift up a prayer for him and his family. Um, especially the kids. Yeah, please. Especially, especially the kids. Them. All right. Yep. And like always, shout out to every activist in Chattanooga. We appreciate all y'all work, man. Y'all keep me on my toes. Y'all keep the clergy members on their toes. Y'all keep the city on they toes, so. All the way. I appreciate y'all, man. I appreciate y'all. And without further ado, peace out. See y'all next Thursday. See you next Thursday.